Welcome to the Pathways to Profitability podcast, personal tales of business success, where we hear local business owners' personal stories of their trials and tribulations that got them to where they are today. Here's your host, Cheryl Mucha, CEO of CFO Your Way. Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for joining us. I am super excited about our guest today. Um, please welcome Patty Block from the Block Group. Thank you, Patty, so much for being here today. I'm super excited about doing this with you. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. So I'd like to start with a little bit about you. So tell us a little bit about Patty and the Block Group and how you started your business. Sure. Um, you know, I think as we're growing up, no one tells you that your life is not going to be a straight line. And mine hasn't been. So um, when, so this is the second company that I've owned. I own the Block Group. I started it in 2006. And when I had a previous company many years ago as a political consultant and a lobbyist, I loved what I was doing and I was learning a lot, but I had no clue how to sell, how to price my services, how to build my company. And if there were resources to help me grow and scale it, I didn't know how to find them and I didn't know who to trust. And that became, it really resonated with me that I was so frustrated. And that became my mission for the Block Group is to be that resource for other women business owners. Because I had a surprise divorce and three little kids at home, after eight years of having my company, I made the difficult decision to close it and to get a job because I needed health insurance and I needed to stop traveling and stabilize things for my, for my family. So I did that. I worked at an international school as the director of operations for almost nine years, all the time planning this company, and then was able to launch this company in 2006. And I focus on business advising for women-owned businesses. I am that resource. So they know who to trust. They know how to build their companies. They can see into the future and really understand how to price for value, how to sell their services where it's more like matchmaking. So that's how I've built the company. And I work with women across the country. Wow. So what was the impetus or the reason why you focus on women-owned businesses? It's funny, when I first started doing that, there were people who pushed back, who thought I was crazy. You're cutting out half the market, and aren't you worried about taking you know, that small group? I said, well, first of all, it's not a small group, because even then, 15 years ago, women had a, a large number of small businesses, and that's the population I knew that I could serve best. So that was really how it started. And it's ironic because now there are lots and lots of companies that focus on women-owned companies only. And so it's no longer a distinguishing factor for my company. However, it's still the audience that I serve. And I tend to work with women that are experts in their fields, but they're not necessarily experts at running their companies. And they're experts in how they provide their service and 
very educated, very knowledgeable, but feel the same way I did in my first business of that frustration of trying to figure it all out on yourself. Been there, done that. I know those struggles all too well. Um, so in starting the business, it sounds like you you took a lot of time to prepare and, and, and know what your business model was going to be. Once you got started, did you find that there were struggles to get it off the ground and get going? Yes, I had um, a couple advantages, one of which was I had connections. So I'm based in Houston, Texas, and I had spent years building my network throughout Texas. So in many ways, that advantage was that I started my business with clients. And when I start working with clients, often they work with me for a long yes. period of time. And so that is an advantage and a benefit. I certainly had struggles. And as I mentioned, really understanding the value-based pricing idea, moving away from an hourly model, cracking that code of getting comfortable with how to price for value and how to build value in the mind of my buyers. And I then could then teach my clients how to do that and have been doing that over the years and starting to see these exponential changes in growth for my clients. So the struggles were, I did have to figure it out for myself. I, I cannot tell you how many programs I took and classes and coaches that I worked with and experts so that I could gather all this knowledge to bring to my clients. Excellent. Thank you for sharing. Is there any like one thing that you could think of pre the block group that was a struggle or a, um, a person that really helped you start this journey? Yes. So there were so many people. I think when I first started this company, because I had built my network and it was a matter of reconnecting with my network, I, I understood the impact of community and having a support community around you, but I hadn't specifically built that. And I think for us as women, that is really, really critical. I think it is for us as humans, but as women, we really thrive when we have the right people around us. And I often say the right energy around us. And that's what I subsequently built in this company that I didn't have in my first company. I certainly had a lot of great colleagues, but no one that I could turn to. Sometimes I would say, I need a me for me. I need somebody who is going to understand what I'm saying, what I'm frustrated about, and give me objective advice. Right. So I had a business coach for about 10 years who has been wonderful. He's been, um, we talk every week. That's a huge help to me. I also, when I started this company, I had a coach that was an older gentleman who has subsequently passed away and was so generous in his advice and his ability to encapsulate what I was trying to accomplish. So again, speaking the same language and having somebody who understands you, I think makes all the difference. 
Yeah, and we all need mentors and and that human to human interaction to you know just to talk to and and you know get their advice and and know what their struggles were and know that our struggles are not unique. So in working with your clients, I know you talk about business success. So you have a definition for business success. Is that definition the same for your business as it is for your clients? And how do you define business success? So for my clients, it's based on how they define it. For some, bringing in more revenue is a huge goal. For others, they're bringing in a lot of revenue and they're very happy with that, but they may not be very happy with their sales process or maybe they're not working with ideal buyers or ideal clients. So it often is uh, very focused on what the goals and priorities are for that particular client. In many ways, there is alignment with what I consider business success. And as women, we often undervalue ourselves and we underprice our services. And I work only with service companies and again, those women that are experts in their fields. And what I see is most women don't define their business success by how much money they're bringing in. They find that, that their ability to serve others is a very compelling way to define their success. It is for me too. And so what I often share with my clients is you can do both. You can bring in a lot of revenue. And what that does is it gives you choices. It empowers you. You're not worried about making payroll or paying your bills. You can focus your energy on other things, other priorities and goals. So that foundational piece of bringing in more revenue, as I like to say, with less stress, is such a critical piece of business success, but it doesn't have to be the only piece. And serving others and taking care of your staff and building your staff, <clears throat> excuse me, as a kind of family, mm -hmm. that all defines business success. Right. And having that strong foundation and treating people right and doing the right things, the, the money comes later. Exactly. And that is very much the philosophy that I live by and my clients do. Great. Um, my next question is around um, business systems and processes. Is there something special or um, systems that you use within your business that have helped you grow and contributed to that success? Yes, I'm a big fan of business process, business strategy. A lot of business owners are taking steps without a plan. And they think they need to hire someone or they might need to fire someone or they need more clients. There's this myth of more. I need to have more clients, more of this, more of that, and certainly more staff. Um, what I find when I go into businesses is that a lot of women think they're understaffed. And when I start looking at productivity and how the group is functioning, their team building, I wonder if they're overstaffed. And 
we tend to keep our employees for a super long time, which is lovely. But if they're not being productive and if they're not contributing in the way we need them to, then there need to be changes. And sometimes that's hard for us to make those changes. However, um, I think the idea of, of being cost effective, bringing in more revenue, improving your sales so that you have processes that you don't have to fret over, you don't have to worry so much, that frees you up. Just like bringing in more revenue frees you up and it gives you more choices. So for me, what I discovered really early is having a sales process builds my confidence. And when I feel less confident in certain areas, I tend to avoid those things. And I find that's very common. And in all these years I've worked with women business owners, I see these patterns. And one of them is we tend to avoid anything that feels like conflict. And sometimes sales can feel that way. Right. So early on, I developed a very specific sales method that I then started teaching my clients. And we started seeing such great results. So that has been a process that I think has really changed my business. And I know it's changed the business for my clients because I don't have to think about it. I don't have to worry about it. And I feel so much more confident because I know exactly what I want to communicate and how I want to communicate it. Is there a specific situation either in your business or a client's business that you'd like to share with the audience? Sure, I'm happy to. You know, as I mentioned, anything that feels like conflict often causes us problems. And one of those things is either raising your prices or changing your structure of how you price. And a lot of us, especially if we're experts, have grown up and built our careers on an hourly billing model. It's, how, it's what we learned. And we have this false sense of security that if we're billing hourly, we're being compensated for our time. And my belief is you're not selling your time. You're selling your expertise and you're selling your wisdom and you're selling your methods. So you know that the service you provide is transformational for your clients. And that's what needs to be communicated. So when I'm working with clients to help them first change their mindset around how they feel about money, how they interact with money, and understanding that it does not have to feel like conflict. So for example, I worked with a client, her name is Terry. We worked together for about three years and I kept talking about, it had been over six years since she had raised prices. And she owns a corporate training company and has huge companies as her clients all over the world. And as we talked more about it, and she kept expressing how uncomfortable she was to raise her prices or change the structure, it took some time for her to get comfortable with that, for her to shift how she was thinking. But the turning point came when I did a cash flow analysis for her. I did a forecast. And I showed her that in the next year, if we kept everything the way it was, she would have a break-even year. 
and she was bringing in a lot of revenue. And but her expenses were high as well. She had a lot of staff. So when I showed that to her, she was shocked. And she said, we are working way too hard to have a break even year. Right. And I pointed out to her that the simplest, most seamless response to that situation is to raise her prices. And she had a stellar year, right? She did. She had a stellar year. It was she had her company had been in business for at that point almost 40 years because her father had started the company. And that was her most profitable year in business in 40 years. Wow, that's a great story. And really illustrates how you work with your clients and the effect that your your services coaching has on your clients' businesses. Beautiful. Thank you. You bet. Well, and the other important thing is meeting my clients where they are because she wasn't ready when we first started working together and it took time for her to feel ready. And that is very much my approach. It's I meet my clients where they are and help them understand a new way of thinking and a new way of operating. Right. It all goes back, like you mentioned right at the beginning, is mindset, is is being in the right frame of mind and being ready to make the changes that need to be made. Yes, absolutely. And again, having the support around you. Right. So that you don't feel so alone. Right. Great. So let's switch it up a little bit. So you, I know you work really hard. You do a great job with your clients. How do you maintain work-life balance within, within your life? So the good news is I take a lot of joy from what I do. So sometimes it just doesn't feel like work. But I will say I love to be out in nature. So going for long walks. Um, again, I live in Houston, so it's often very, very hot here. And being outdoors can be difficult. So I... Honestly, I love to read. I love to binge watch certain shows. I love to spend time with my family, of course. I have three young adult children, and I, I think I can't call them children anymore. And um, so, and I'm also uh, the primary caregiver for my mom. So spending a lot of time with my family. In fact, we, we, there's 18 of us, and we all got on Zoom last wow. night and had a wonderful conversation. And that specifically was in memory of my dad who passed away about eight years ago. So that recharges me. And um, I'm very close with my family and in contact with them a lot, even though we can't be together because of the pandemic. Right. Are there any initiatives that you would like to share with our, our listeners and how they can get in touch with you and learn more about your services? Sure. So I love connecting with folks on LinkedIn. So please feel free to reach out to me there. And you might reference this podcast. So I make that mental connection. And it's Patty Block, Patty with a Y on LinkedIn. You can also reach me through my website, which is theblockgroup.net. And I'd also like to offer you a, a free quiz that can help you understand what roadblocks you're experiencing when it comes to generating more revenue for your company. And as I mentioned, generating more revenue, um, it, it's really about empowering you and giving you more choices, choices of who you hire, when you hire, 
how you provide your service and the money you can take out of your company. So the revenue round, excuse me, revenue roadblocks quiz um, is a way to for you to understand what's in your way. And you can visit that website at myrevenueroadblocks.com. What do you do to pay your success forward? Is there any charities you support or volunteer work that you you enjoy doing? Yes. So there's an organization called Girls Inc. Inc. And um, they really focus on helping girls grow up to be powerful women from the standpoint of being knowledgeable about your finances to having group programs. So I've supported Girls Inc. for many, many years, and there are chapters in most major cities. We have a very active chapter here in Houston. And um, so, and there are many other ways that I'm able to give back in my community, but that's the one organization that I support on an ongoing basis. It's very obvious that you love what you do with your clients, with Girls Inc. Um, and like you said, it's when you love what you do, when you're passionate about what you do, you don't work a day in your life. And there's that's, great work-life balance, right? That's exactly right. And that's very much the way it feels. Well, thank you so much, Patty, for joining me today. Um, I, I really appreciate you taking the time. Um, have a great day. And thank you to all our listeners for tuning in. Please uh, keep us in mind and, and tag us and continue to listen to the Pathways to Profitability podcast. Have a great day. That's it for today's episode of Pathways to Profitability. Remember to ask yourself, where can I pay my success forward today?